They say small business is the backbone of America. So what's the best way to support a small business? It is to learn more about them and share with your family and friends. We interview founders from across the world who have started and scaled their business through the ups and downs, long hours, and the rewards that come from sacrificing their time to build their business. Welcome to First to Arrive, Last to Leave, the journey of an entrepreneur. All right, welcome to another episode of First to Arrive, Last to Leave. Today we have another very special guest, Doris French, uh, the president and CEO of the Benefits Boutique. Doris, welcome. Hello, everybody. I'm so excited to be here. This is exciting. <laughs> I know. It's another great net, like connection we've made through a fellow 10K Spear. Surprise, yes. surprise. Yes. But um, before we jump in, Doris, tell us a little bit about your company and the Benefit Boutique and what you do. Absolutely. Yes. The Benefit Boutique is a um, full-service employee benefits brokerage. And we do focus on small businesses that have between two and 50 employees because they need easier and more accessible and more affordable options. It's so important um, to these days, uh, candidates still make a decision based on the employee benefits and small businesses don't have a big budget like the big company. So we have to be creative. We work with uh, carriers that are uh, give more access and make things easier and more affordable for the small business. So they can be a competitive too for to get good talent and to keep good talent. Yeah. So and we're woman certified. I want to throw that in there. Oh, yeah. Officially woman certified. That's yeah. great. That's great. So what kind of options are there out there for that small business that maybe I can't afford a full package for my for my employees, but I want to be able to offer something? Oh, that's a great question because that's exactly what we specialize in. So you may or may not know, Erin, you know, that they're usually traditionally in the employee benefits industry, the carriers want a minimum participation mm -hmm. because that's how they make their money. They're like, look, we need at least 50% or 30% or something that varies per carrier if you're going to offer this. But if you're a small firm, well, let's just say 17, 15, easy number, 15 employees and half of your employees don't want dental, then the dental carriers traditionally will say, well, you can't offer dental. So that takes that option away. Our carriers that we work with have zero participation requirements. So that means you can, we can have them um, beef up their ancillary coverage. And ancillary coverage is dental, vision, short-term disability, life, telemedicine, even legal and identity theft. They can get up to nine robust um, benefits mm -hmm. and that looks good on your benefits page. Come work with us page. So a smaller company can start there and the minimum employer contribution, sometimes we can make that down to zero. So mm -hmm. just imagine a small company having, being able to offer nine benefits, ancillary benefits, zero cost out of pocket because the employees will pay for it. And then bam, you have something to offer. Now um, that could be the first step. The second step, or sometimes it's the first step, is being able to offer medical. And so we have creative um, new ways, not us, the Benefit Boutique, but carriers are getting much more small business um, friendly so that, um, so that they, because they want to get those clients too. So if you think about it, small businesses make up what? As we know, the majority of all of the businesses in our um, economy. 
So we've got different ways where we can look and quote health insurance based on the actual health of the group. And so I try to make insurance not all blah, blah, blah. I try to make it simple, right? So think about it like this. If you go to a regular carrier, they're looking at your age and your zip code. What if you live in a zip code that has had higher claims and higher and more sick people? You, the healthier person, still got to carry the weight for all of those sick people in your zip code. But we have some carriers that'll look at the true health of your group. And that means they'll be looking at their medical history. And if you have a relatively healthier group, you can save 30 to 40%. So those are the two main things. Maybe we can start you with ancillary, with ancillary and not have a lot of, um, and have a very down to zero come out of pocket. Or maybe you can start with your medical and then grow into the ancillary. So it's, it's different options. Relaxed for the okay. smaller employer. Yeah. Well, it's so cool too because when did it? When do you think that this shift changed where the um, insurance companies were like, well, we probably should focus on small business? Because I know in the last couple of years, like we've wanted to offer those things, but the to our employees, but that just wasn't an wasn't an option. So when yeah, when so that transition, like ACA or some people finally call it Obamacare, when those things, when those laws came in place and they're like, you got to offer it or you got penalties and things like that. The ancillary companies were like, hey, it's already hard and expensive for them. So only a few, actually, and it's only make it's not a lot. This is um, revolutionary or disruptive that those small that the ancillary companies are saying, wait, we we we'll be out of business if, if all the companies have to offer medical. There's no way they're going to come to us. So they got smart because they want to stay in business. I think the bottom line. Yeah. <laughs> and and I would hope also just out of doing the right thing and being more helpful, right? Because they control it. They can make it easier and more affordable. So they do. Yeah. We don't even have to go down that rabbit hole. But uh, <laughs> I would love to know, though, how did you get into this? And then where was that point where you were like, I want to go out on my own and start my own business? Oh, goodness. Yes. So uh, my background, I started in the ancillary only um, um, division, offering two benefits, legal protection and identity theft protection by, for, by a company called Legal Shield. Mm -hmm. And I got started with that because I was so upset um, with my previous employer. I, wanna, I was going to go out and I'm going to build my own business. And I just tried it like on the side, like, if he can be uh, own a business and successful and he's not even that smart, I, what can I do? <laughs> We've all said that, yeah. And it was a blessing in disguise. Just in case he sees this, it was a blessing in disguise. And I thank you for the experience at your company. Yeah. But it pushed me out to try something um, on my own, on the side. And actually, I've replaced my income in like three years, doing it part-time, doing the side hustle, kind of. And so that gave me even more encouragement. So a couple years later, I started making out six figures, made my first six figures on, on my own, by myself, from the ground up. And then my, my clients were asking for more, for more benefits. And at first I was like, I was referring it out. Like I was, I kind of got comfortable a little bit, didn't want to learn new stuff. And then let's fast forward a little bit more COVID, you know. So between my clients wanting more and the COVID with me just internally reevaluating my whole life, that's why I bring up COVID. Like you, when you have that time to say, well, okay, what do I want to be? What's my purpose? What's going on? 
I, I realize that I'm doing a disjustice to my clients if by referring them out and not being that one source, one-stop shop for them. And I'm doing my bottom line some disjustice too. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> At first I was like, I'm a connector. I can find somebody to do everything that you need. But um, after reevaluating everything, like I said, I said, you know, uh, let's let's go for it. Let's put the big girl panties on. <laughs> and that's when I, I rebranded. So that was about two and a half, three years ago. So went out, got started learning everything, rebranded to the Benefit Boutique. I had this visions and ideas of a woman-owned insurance company, because no offense, but when you think about insurance, you usually think of some old white dude with with gray hair and a gray suit, and he's like deductibles and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, hey, why don't we do the exact opposite and make benefits fun and sexy and more affordable and effective? And so then, I know the long answer. No, and as I was awesome. visioning all of this, then I got. Um, introduced to these types of carriers that are making that are more focused on the small business. So, you know, when you have those, y'all know as small business, when you you're praying and envisioning stuff, then it's like the universe brings it to you. God brings it to you, and voila, a benefit boutique was born. And then I got some 10 KFC because I was like, there's gonna be someday I want to. Go on vacation for a month and yeah, uh, business. So now we're still still growing. My point of bringing that up, I'm still you know um, evolving. I think as a small business owner, so that I can get to that that point. That's my next big goal to be able to walk away and oh, your business can might be able to grow while you on vacation. It should be yeah. Well, I think it's, I first of all, I love the branding and I love the name. And then, of course, now meeting you, I'm like, wow, that's like a major package because that's who you want to work with. You want to work with someone who's exciting and excited to talk about things that might, might otherwise be viewed as scary or yeah. or maybe boring. But I'm like, I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is so cool. How how fun <laughs> to be able to, to work with you. Because if something happens, you want to call someone who's going to bring light to the day. Because oh, that's what, you, you yes. know. Um, so I'm curious, what was the entry point into Goldman? Like, did you, was this part, what's part of your growth strategy? So my gro- part of my growth strategy is to get more employees to grow and scale, right? In the next three years so that I'm not carrying all, all the way. I still feel like I carry all the way. Mm-hmm. And I, and that was just who I was before Goldman Sachs still had these control issues. Like, I can do it all. <laughs> And no, that was a big epiphany in Goldman. Mm-hmm. So the goal is, I don't know if y'all can see, this is my, my goal, one million bottom line. I love it. Down. I hope that doesn't fall out. And <laughs> in three years, employing at least 10 staff members. And my personal goal is I would love for, for me to have more, an all woman staff. And I know I learned in Goldman Sachs, that's a little illegal and shouldn't <laughs> but the, the the goal for that my vision for that is that i want to teach other women how to make a six-figure income teach them financial freedom through sales in this traditionally male-dominated industry i want us to come in like what yeah <laughs> so that's a big part of it helping others because I left my W-2 and to be able to create my own income 
from my work, the same work now, some people might say it's hard, but choose the hard is relative, I believe, mm -hmm. right? And it got hard for me to be in sales for somebody else and continuing to make it rain for them and their family. And I feel like I was putting in the same, um, I did put in the same work ethic and passion. Now as a business owner, y'all know, I put in a whole bunch more hours on the weekends and evenings. <laughs> but I'd rather do that to create something for my, from scratch for my family for legacy and to be an example that it really is possible. This is the, the only place in the world I would ever want to live. Your dreams, we do have the right to pursue happiness. I love it. So um, how has your, like, kind of walk us through how you run your business or how you have been running your business versus what you're looking at changing and transforming in order to be able to, to create that model where you've got that staff underneath you. Like, where have you had to focus in your business to do that? Yeah, so we, we are in sales, right? The basically at the end of the day, we smiling and down and making phone calls. What I've changed drastically is becoming more um, becoming partners with chambers and associations. Mm. And we 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 um, position these better carriers as a member benefit to the association or the chamber. So when I go on the chamber, I'm going in to say, hey, how is retention recruiting and um, retaining members, right? Because if you think about it, y'all, if y'all were networkers, chambers have a big um, challenge in demonstrating quantitatively the ROI on why you should be a member of my chamber. Mm. But when I go in and I partner with that chamber, I say, well, hey, what if we um, were able to help your small businesses have an easier and more affordable way to attract and retain talent, like giving everything I was telling y'all earlier by relaxing those participation minimums and and we can put this as an, a member benefit. So to help you attract and retain members and to help them attract and retain talent. And so from a sales perspective, it's much easier, way much easier than cold calling. Because if you're a member of Denton Chamber and I say, hey, Erin, the chamber wanted me to reach out to you to let you know that you've got some amazing benefits as a part of your membership that will help you attract and retain talent. Want to jump on a call? Yeah, absolutely. It's a great one to many model. <laughs> absolutely. And so that has convinced the sales cycle um, drastically. And even if they are a company that does have medical already in place, we can just say, hey, let's. Well, what, did you, what does your auxiliary look like? And then we don't have to wait till open enrollment, which could be nine months later to roll that out. So it's it's just suppressing my sales cycle by getting more leads in the pipeline and being able to close faster. Because that is a challenge in the, in the benefits industry. Companies that do have their medical in place already, they can switch and that can change. But when they get like over 20, 30, closer to the 50, like, I don't want to talk about that until open enrollment. <laughs> yeah. So then I'm like calling in June and you just had open enrollment in May. But I can still keep that pipeline full, like I say, and still close faster. I love that. And so you got the association side too, in addition to the chamber, and same type of model? Same type of model. Because especially, it's just really hard to literally quantify your return on investment. Um, if you're like me, I, I've never been that person because when I, even before this program, when I was part of, part of 
any association or things like that. And you do have to work it. You do have to go to your networking events. You do got to um, forge those relationships and hopefully to convert them into business. But you still have come, uh, I feel like from a sales perspective, sometimes a lot of companies may join a chamber or an association and think they're going to start getting in, inbound sales calls. And they're not leveraging their membership. So, and then the chamber gets the bad rep. Well, I, I joined the membership, joined the chamber, and I didn't really get anything out of it. But we can help them say, at least you got benefits. And I love that because my clients do say, and I give all the, I give all of the credit to the chamber. Aren't you so glad you have this membership? You, will you view? This would be much easier if you were going the traditional route. You know, or much more affordable if you were going to traditional rock. And you wouldn't get me. I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> so let me ask you, though, this, because that's a, like, Courtney nailed it, too. There's a, there's a magic about you. There's a personality about you. So as you're training your staff to be you, right, so you can multiply and grow and make these calls and connect, how are you maintaining within that that part of how are you training and keeping that part of you in there? That essence of you. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah, well, thank y'all so much. <laughs> I feel like I'm me because I'm authentic and I'm not apologetic about it. So when I am looking to bring on people, they they got to have that. Um, they got to have a spark. I can't teach that. No. I, I cannot. And I definitely don't want to bring in someone that's dry because we're already talking about an industry or a topic that nobody is signing up to say, Let, let's go over our benefits for no. No. So um, I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course you want to know what they get the benefit boutique. Absolutely. <laughs> but in interviewing and, and um, prospecting for new candidates, I'm looking for, that's something I can't teach. And if y'all know how to do it, I, I tell me, please. But I'm looking for someone that's authentic and energetic and um, and and passionate and all the other candidates. But when it comes down, all of the other characteristics or skills. But I mean, I'm looking at, you know, your energy levels because I can't teach it. I, 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 I can be you and be um, authentically and unapologetically you. And I think that's what is attractive. Um, I think that, that's what attracts yeah people I, I that's think, the that's the charisma factor yeah sorry yeah. to interrupt you um it's no, almost it's, like you need about a pink talking going yeah, down. okay it's almost <laughs> like you need like entrepreneurs yeah you know this because i think true. that there's that you know that energy kind of runs is like part of our blood i would just you know say yes if exactly. you give it like putting women in business you're you're you want entrepreneurs. You want them to go out there and be self-sufficient, and and you're you're the secret sauce. So you're going to give them all the framework, and that energy right. is just going to. That would be my suggestion: is to go after those entrepreneurs. <laughs> that is very true. Now, I, I definitely agree with you wholeheartedly. I'm I'm looking for that person like me. When I first got started, I wanted the freedom, the flexibility, the ability to make my own income, to set my own hours. But I didn't, at that time when I first got started, I did not want to own a business and be worried about compliance and taxes and HR and things mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. So it's kind of like a hybrid entrepreneurial yeah. mindset, but you you don't want to be looking at the financials, what the CFO, you want to, you just want to go out, hunt, kill, make some money and live your best life. I love it. <laughs> so, and all this other extra stuff is a lot. And I, and I feel like those are my best candidates. 
say 50 50 they want all that freedom and flexibility and all of that but they're like no miss me with the compliance <laughs> yeah i want that part <laughs> well and let's talk about that from a perspective of building your company so you know you you're working with legal shield which that's like a um network marketing correct well, they had the business solutions division. They had a okay. B2B division. So, okay. Yeah, I didn't do the recruiting network marketing side, and I have all respect for it yeah. now because I know so many people. I know how hard that is. But I was a network marketing snob, and when I was first introduced to it, I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> and here's the beauty. God, again, divine appointment, universe, whatever you want to call it. They had a big convention here, and I was going to the convention to give my recruiter a hard no. Like, I looked at your little deal. Thank you. No, thank you. And it was a family member too. So I'm like, oh my God. So, but when I got to the convention, in my mind, in my memory, they never told me there was a B2B side. Mm -hmm. I was, I've been a B2B salesperson my entire career. So when I got in there and they were like, you can call all small companies and offer legal and identity theft protection as a voluntary benefit. And then they start talking about the, the service, which I hadn't heard of before, and the compensation, the freedom, all on my own terms, without owning a business, just being an independent rep. That's when I was like, well, find out. Let me try it. Yeah. And so I forgot your question. Well, no. Well, <laughs> I hadn't gotten there yet. That's why you didn't remember it. <laughs> so the question is, how? What was that step like going from like you like to your point? You kind of you had that perfect model where you didn't have to worry about financials or taxes or anything like that, just your own. Now, as you're stepping into that, I'm going to own my own business and take this over. Can you talk about the any obstacles you had to overcome or anything that you had to like that really shifted and changed for you in in making that big step? Well, the the biggest challenge. I think was stepping out of my comfort zone because mm -hmm. I was good, honestly. And there's this whole entrepreneur thing and oh, all this vision you get like, but we could be better. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, I don't know, I think y'all will probably agree. Some days you're like, why, why do I have to do, why I'm doing all that? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I've heard people have that. My yeah. Okay, God. Okay. But I'm going to go with it. I'm going to keep going. So, um, learning the new products and the new services just myself because i still have the control freak part before i want to uh bring on people fear i think i think it was more of like oh some days when that imposter syndrome pops in like you i mean because look y'all i was at the top of the charts in legal shield i was training they was flying, flying me out to, to train other people you know they was kissing the ring and i'm dancing <laughs> and I'm like, eh, that's it. I'm going to go do something else and start all the way over. So I feel like, to answer your question, finally, sometimes just that um, your own internal thoughts mm -hmm. and or doubt still was one was, was my biggest hurdle. And then just instead of just like, go for it, you got it. You know, questioning or I hope that makes sense. Yeah. And looking back on it, do you still think you were good? Like, or is it like that much better where you're like, I'm so glad I did it? Absolutely. I am so glad. <laughs> like I was, I could have coasted, but that's just not me, obviously. Right. I could, I want more. I want more challenge. I want to grow. I want to help more. 
right? Because that was the main, the, one of the main catalysts. Like I'm trying to do a disjustice to my clients by not giving, by, by not being their one-stop shop. Mm -hmm. So that in itself was, was selfish, right? Because I was good. So yes, I love it now. They're like, oh, you know, cause you could have different carrier reps and now it's just like one phone call, the Benefit Boutique and we're handling everything. You don't have four or five different people for medical, for legal, for your, you know, other ancillaries. So absolutely. And the person you become, you know, um, when you, when you conquer something or you achieve stuff and you look back on it and was, and you can feel so good about yourself when, when on the dark days, when you're ready to quit, you know, um, and you push through that. You know, and you change your own mindset because they say who's the biggest, our biggest enemy is ourselves. And the doubt, doubt is the best salesperson on the planet. Those seeds of doubt, but overcoming them and even being able to help other people and yeah. grow. Mm -hmm. So, yes. And I don't want to sound cliche, but anything worth fighting for, you know, it's, it's worth it. Right. And it's not built overnight, you know, all those cliches, but the, yeah. The more I stay in business and the older I get, those cliches really mean something. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. They really have some deep thought and some depth to it when you've been through stuff and you and you came out of stuff. Yeah. There's um Rihanna has a quote, it's like never or, or it's a tattoo. It's like never a failure, always a lesson. And I just think that that's like yeah. the coolest thing because so many people are afraid to fail. And I think mm -hmm. you learn from failure. You learn how strong you are, what yes. you, um, you know, how to do something differently. And so I always try to reframe that word. And that's just one of those things as you get older, it just becomes more true. Um, I'm right. curious what, when did you graduate from Goldman? I I was cohort 23. So just, oh, just last year. I think. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Not even a year. Yeah, you're right behind home. It's awesome. And then we're like, yeah. Uh, what was your favorite part of the program? Like, oh what goodness. section was like, an, did you have an aha moment? I think it kind of goes back to what I was just talking about. Um, when you're by yourself, you don't have um, a network or you think you're the only person <laughs> failing. You think you're the, the only person that has these challenges. You think, oh, why am I being, you know, such a big baby? And then you come in a room of other entrepreneurs in totally different industries, totally different backgrounds, cultures, ages, and they're just, they're sitting there too like, you know, this was hard. Or so you, you feel, you don't feel alone. Mm -hmm. That's the best way I can put it. You know that there's we're in the trenches together. We soldiers, right? And we're champions too. Yes. It's not so lonely. It's not as lonely, which is huge. And especially since I when I left Legal Shield, I did have that network and support and, you know, my accountability teams and stuff like that. But I I lost that too when I left. And so then I was out here by myself, like, what are you doing? Okay, I got it. I love that. Um, Y'all remember that image or if they used it in yours where entrepreneurship is like, you know, the heartbeat. This is great. Why am I doing this? Today's the best day ever. I'm shutting it down. <laughs> I feel like that is like a, an hourly thing. Yes. 
<laughs> when because you're like no. you could be running and you're like oh my gosh that's amazing and then like you just get hit by something you're like why am i in this business well and this is tmi guys but i don't know as a woman do you find like right before that time like i tell you every time right before the time of where i am ready to shut it down and i like it's over i've shut it down and then the next day i'm like okay i know why i was like that i'm good <laughs> Yes. every time every run every well and i have that thing where you track it on your phone and so i get the like dee, 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 it's coming and i was like okay so i have to prepare myself for this attitude that's about to take over for yeah. seven days or whatever yeah. it's gonna be because those are days leading up to it 100 yes. percent. i thought i was the only one and i talked to another female entrepreneur about it i'm like wait a minute you you do that too like i'm yes. ready to blow it up every <laughs> month Blow it up. Right. It's different. <laughs> not the only person doing yeah. it. Yeah. Yes. Different issues and emotions and stuff. It feels good. You don't feel like you're crazy. Yeah. We're so crazy. We're just all crazy. That's the part about it. Yeah. We're just all crazy. It's all... I know. I went down a rabbit hole, but There's it's just funny. So many things there with the, to unpack with that because it's it's so true. <laughs> it's so true. And it just because it would. Uh huh. Last week, I there was like, "This is it. I'm done. I'm just. I need a break." And it's like, you can't. It's like, yeah, you don't. You don't really need a break. You just need to like rest and maybe exactly. close your eyes for a minute. That's where men have the advantage that we don't. They don't have to go through that every time. Yeah, even kill. They're even kill. They don't have that that week that they're about to just ruin it all, and then we have to overcome that. But anyway. Well, as oh, my husband's my business partner, so by proxy, he thinks the build the business is going to be blown up during that week. <laughs> He's ready for it. <laughs> He's ready to mitigate it. Yeah. <laughs> or someone else has to step in and be like, "Oh, my jars are low." Oh my goodness, funny. <laughs> uh, okay, so currently, is it just you, or you have you hired people so far? You know, I have three um, team members. Awesome. Yeah, I'm helping with the account management. And then a lot of the background stuff with the paperwork and things like that. The stuff I hate, right? <laughs> and I'm very, very results-oriented, macro level, all of that. Oh, the eyes. I need people to just know about the eyes and cross the T's for me. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, no, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, and this no. is why I'm good at this part, being around people. If I had to do all that paperwork and follow up with the carriers and stuff like that, I would, yeah. I cannot do that. I cannot. And then I have my appointment setter that also um, calls on the members of the chambers and the associations and things like that. So that's that's been huge. That's a bigger, another big part of um, that has helped us, you know, fill our pipeline. Because mm-hmm. I was thinking that, you know, I, I only I need to do that. And Goldman Sachs helped me with the the we. Um, factor that the, I'm having someone else call doesn't mean like I'm too busy or I think I'm too great. It could be perceived, and I've trained and hopefully that's how it's been being received. I think so that um, that we're a big company. Mm-hmm. You know, we're a bigger company. That is not just me. So that has helped tremendously. Uh, the account management and the appointment setter, so I can be. Be the face to face and having more speaking opportunities and growing the brand awareness that part, which I learned from Goldman as yeah. well. Yeah. So what's next for you? Like um, hiring more people is on the Absolutely. on the docket, but what else do you have next for for the um, benefit boutique? 
So right now, our goal is to become one of the top women-owned insurance companies in North Texas. Mm. So then I want to take our model to Austin and other uh, major cities in Texas. And by like year five to six, be one of the top women-owned firms in all of the state of Texas. So getting the model right here and getting things in place, um, documented procedures and all of that stuff so that it's scalable and duplicatable in other areas. I love it. Got my VP of sales for Austin, you know, VP of sales for Houston, senior vice president, whatever. But yeah, and that allowed me to vacate. Yeah, <laughs> gotta love that vacation, that sit back and dream life. Yes, right, and not worry because I do vacate, but still as an entrepreneur. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I want that to be like none, none. So I've got to get things in place for that, and myself too. Still work on myself. <laughs> I love it. And confidence in my team and so. All right, you want to do some rapid fire? Okay. All right, let's right. go for it. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite beverage? Can I say vodka? Is that okay? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're allowed to say it. No, it's a fight between coffee and vodka. <laughs> yeah. Just depends on the time of day. Exactly. Or now that I'm judging it, I would think it depends. But if you have vodka in the morning, that is your thing. I don't judge that at all. You're cool. Uh, the best advice you've ever been given? I can do anything. My mom told me I can do anything. And I really believe that. And I think that's why my drive is so high. Like, I'll get bored fast and be the best you can be because I can do anything. Love it. Awesome. Uh, if you could have dinner with anyone. Okay. I, I was thinking about that one. And so there was an enslaved African American back in before slavery ended, Dred Scott. And he went to court, to the Supreme Court to plead his case for his freedom. He didn't win, but I just think about the confidence, or maybe he wasn't confident, but the the fight and what was in his spirit where everything around you said that slavery is normal because of your color. How did that one person, and we don't see that in media enough, um, or in history books enough, we think that everybody was just happy and accepted it and waited for Jesus in the afterlife. We don't see enough of the people that fought black or white, right? <clears throat> Against slavery. But it just seems like such a powerful mind. I think it's the best way I could put it. in um, vision yeah. and boldness to be like, I'm a person and I should be free. In a time, I mean, it might have happened more often. Like I say, we don't know the history. Everything isn't as clear. But our normal envision of how slavery took place was, like I said, everybody was just um, praying to Jesus the way to get the afterlife. And all the white people were bad. And we know that's not true. So I would I would just love to like, pick his brain. And I know you probably wanted me to say somebody that was alive. No, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> But I was it's visionaries and outliers and people like that that inspire me so much. Like, wow, you were brave, thoughtful, thought forward thinking, and in a time where that was just so not normal. The yeah. courage, yeah, the, yeah. That, the will, 
Mm-hmm. That's what kept Leald. through my mind. Right. You were talking that I was like, it was like he, something willed him to do that. Like it's yes, amazing. Yeah. That that where where do, where do we each and every one of our will? Where do we get wills? You know our will from? Yeah, each independent, independent, beautifully individual person that we've been created to be. We have all these different wills and drives and motivations, and that just seems so heroic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Me. To mm. be in that, especially in that time. Yeah, I love that. Uh, your morning routine. So I'm a big or a lot of attraction. Mm-hmm. And so I practice gratitude every morning. Almost everyone, and nothing is perfect, right? But when I get out of bed, the first two things, put my feet down, thank you. I woke up this morning. And then I go and I journal the 10 things that I'm the most grateful for. And I started this like years ago, and you would think that it's like it's hard to come up with ten things sometimes because we're so our mind can be so focused on everything that's going wrong. But in the book I got this from, um, it's called The Magic by Rhonda Byrne, who also wrote The Secret and the movie and all that stuff. By the time you start your gratitude, your your goal is ten. You can end at twenty mm-hmm. because you're you see, and that's how I want to focus on the good stuff. Right. And they have a little stuff. So she has a, one, a practice in there. Um, it's like a 30, it's a 30 day practice where um, to get you started. But then she says, of course, continue with the practices on your own. But I remember just being grateful for for air uh, was one of the practice one days. Like because we take it for granted. Mm-hmm. Right. And water. And it just makes you think deeper about what's really important and how amazing life is, regardless of all this good, the bad stuff we get to be bombarded with. But take a moment and just be like, I have all the air I need. And that's just not a normal thought, right? Yeah. But it gets you such, a, um, puts me in such a place of like abundance um, in every area. And, and if, I'm, if I want more <laughs> and I want this abundance, then be grateful for the little things. Like this morning, I did the uh, morning routine where <clears throat> the morning magic practice, while you're just, while you're getting ready for work, um, between the time you get out of bed and you put your clothes on, you're thankful and grateful for everything in between there. So like hot water, right? Toothpaste, the guy that delivered the toothpaste, Right, the guy that that created the tube for the—I mean, those things that we don't tissue, right? <laughs> um, plumbing, right? Yeah. I have this hot water that comes in my house and comes through this beautiful spout, and I can even adjust it if I want it harder or softer. This towel, this cotton that feels good, the soap, the chemist who created that, and the beautiful aroma that it has, and how it makes my skin soft. You that's you great. You can be grateful for thousands of things by the time you put your clothes on. Mm, yeah, I love that. And it's so it was it was it's so it just changes my my energy and my perspective. Yeah. That I think maybe that's why I'm like I have great energy and all these wonderful things people tell me. But um, I think that's a big part of it: being grateful and finding beauty. And being amazed at, at that very smallest things that perspective yeah we have I looked about <laughs> what are you reading right now 
So, this is funny. Again, this is not, now this is the truth. So, Rhonda, I've had a book, Rhonda's other book, The Power, on Kindle for like three years. And literally before I found the questions, I just started reading it this morning. And I'm only like 15, 16 pages in, but she talked about the power is truly is is love mm-hmm. she, the way she's put it so far i don't even know how i could articulate it but it made the best way i could is she gave an example at first when i read it i really didn't get it she was like the Wright brothers loved the idea of flying right or like i said the people that created the telephone love the idea of us being able to communicate that way and the best way I could put it is like, if people didn't have those, that love for all the things I was just saying, we can be, we are able to be grateful for, it wouldn't exist. And so she's not saying a romantic love or mm-hmm. she's just saying at the root of every creation, it came from love. And at first, when I was usually doing my gratitude practices before I read this, this morning, I was grateful. It was making my life so so easy, you know, so, or the 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 easiness. And I was thinking of it selfishly, but it, when after I read that this one, I was like, that thankful for that person on a deeper level for being all that they were and had to go through to create everything that's in our lives. And it just made me, I don't know, it's just, it shifted me. I'm, I'm gonna have to finish it, and hopefully, I can articulate it better. But it's just idea changed my perspective on, wow, there's love and there is love in every single thing. And I'll, I'll, I'm not putting it as well as she put it. I'm, I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to give you all the better. I'm adding it to my list now. Yeah. <laughs> it, moved, it moved me to be even more grateful for everything that we all are contributing to this, to our planet and our experience. Mm. Uh, that your top bucket list item. Oh, back to leaving, being able to leave the office, right? I want to do the prof- professional nomad thing where you can leave and go and travel anywhere you want to. And I want to do it for a year. And still, you know, not, they say professional nomad because you are still engaging in your business and things like that. <laughs> but from your favorite places in the world. So that would be New Orleans. I want to live in Mexico for two years and I'm not talking about on a resort. <laughs> I want to get a little Airbnb down in the village, you know, where the locals are and take Spanish classes. Oh, wow. um, <clears throat> excuse me, I haven't figured out where outside of of the our, our hemisphere, but I'm thinking London for a month. And I mean, long enough time that you feel like not you visited, but you lived there. You at least were immersed, the immersion of these different places and their food and their culture. And I don't want to be there as a tourist. So that's on my list. Once Benefit Boutique get that million on the bottom line and the right people in place, thank you, universe. Yeah. Then <laughs> I am going to have that adventure. I love I'm going to do it for a year. I love that. And then uh, a guilty pleasure. Oh my goodness. Cheesecake. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cheesecake. 
I do try to get strawberry or put some fruit on it. <laughs> so you get, hey, then you got dairy and then you've got fruit. So you've got some food groups covered. Carbs. Oh my God. Yeah, you're sat. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not salivating thinking about it. Yeah. Cheesecake. I love me some cheesecake too. Yeah. We, during the um, ice storm, my husband made a cheesecake. It was the most ridiculous thing I've ever eaten. I was like, please. This, the ice storm basically was like we just, you know, baked and cooked and we enjoyed uh-huh. it. Trying stuff. It was yeah. great. Yes. When I did it, you know. Sometimes you need those days. Oh, it's like, great. I'm going to bake right. this and I'm going to eat it and I'm not going to feel guilty about it. It's going to be good right. until the next day. And let me get clear. Yeah. Cheesecake. Not baking it or making it oh. or anything. Yeah. Eating cheesecake. It was a, it was a process to watch. Well, see, so we'll make a good team because I love to bake. I don't want it in. I love to eat it. Don't get me wrong. I love to eat it. I just don't want it in my house to eat it because I'll eat the whole thing. So I'll bake it for you and then you can have it. Okay. (laughs) I love making cheesecake. Um, All right. uh, Doris, thank you so much for doing this today. If somebody wanted to learn more about you, learn more about the Benefit Boutique, where is the best place for them to go? The Benefit Boutique, www.thebenefitboutique. Or they can find me on LinkedIn. I'm heavy on LinkedIn. Uh, you can look me up there. I'm, you, you, I'm the only Darius Frenchia. You could Google Darius Frenchia, okay? It's going to all come back to me. <laughs> okay. If y'all meet or find or come across an, another person named Darius Frenchia, please introduce. <laughs> but yeah, so you can look me up on LinkedIn or go straight to the Benefit Boutique. Either way. Awesome. And that'll be on our notes page over at firsttoarrivelastsleeve.com. Doris, thank you so much for doing this today. Oh, thank y'all so much. I appreciate this so much. You're my first real podcast with Ooh. video. I didn't know. That's why I was all freaking out. And y'all were like, no, I'm being the others. And I was like, y'all have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> See, it was not first for me off the, um, and I call it the to live list. Not the Ooh, I love that we, I wrote a check mark on that list. Yeah. I love that. To live list. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Appreciate you. Hi. <laughs> <Bye. laughs>